Welcome to podcast 126 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Dave, and on this week's pod, we'll have the usual save updates, and we're going to be having a chat about the match engine. But before we do all of that, let's see who I'm joined by this week. Kurt Dog. Kurt, how's it going? Very well, thank you. Good, mate. Good. Good to have you here. Uh, Joe, Friday Night FM, how's it going? Very well, mate. Very well. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Miss you. And by... <laughs> Last, uh, but by no means least, Mr. Dupe. Dupe, how's it going? Good, Dave. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm waiting for something there. Anything? I'm not performing fucking monkey, mate. Just crash <laughs> on with the pod. It was just a muted response and I was a bit worried. So. Nothing's okay? the matter with me, mate. Oh, shock. There we go. Right. Um, dude, we're going to start off with you for a save update. What have you been up to? Dirty, dirty leads and a bit of Swindon. I'm struggling with the Swindon. I'm not going to lie. The money ball. I think I've um, underestimated it a little bit because it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to say much more than that, but like, it's actually really difficult to do. And you can't just chill out and play football manager because you're thinking about stats and stats and everything is just stats. I mean, kind of knew that before I went in, but it's tough. Um, so I've done some morning streams at the weekend and and those were dirty leads, um, mainly because it's early and I haven't really got to think about it so I can just smash some dirty leads. Uh, we ended the season, we finished in 10th position and then Man City came and offered us the job. It took a little bit of uh, thought, some feelings, whether we should go to Man City, whether we should stay. We had done all our transfer business and we had brought King Eddie home to Leeds. So it was very difficult, but I decided to, to remain. Funny your ears perk up, Curtie. Um, no, I was just, just going to go back to the money ball. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, You always know when you're excited about something. Like mm-hmm. when you were when the when the the idea first came up and and stuff like you were talking about it a lot, um, you know it was sort of constantly there in the background, and maybe you just need to find a rhythm with it. I don't know, because like I feel like you've put in quite a lot of work to get to this point, and it's just kind of getting past that first hurdle and getting into a bit a bit of momentum because obviously it's been a slow slow start, isn't it? What with mm. all the sort of data collection and stuff. And and like I was thinking about how you could do it throughout the season, and like maybe maybe you sort of set yourself uh, like dates where you go and review some of the data, because otherwise you are just not going to play Football Manager. You're just essentially there, just constantly looking at statistics and nothing else. So I think yeah. I think it's definitely one to uh, to carry on with, because I think. I think how you're doing it is is quite good, um, but I think you just got to accept that it's uh, it's very much a slow burner, and until you find that rhythm, it's going to be a difficult one. The thing I struggle with, like, is I think I've just got to get away. I'm one for playing every minute on stream, right? I struggle not playing. You know, if I'm doing a save that's solely on Twitch, I struggle. Skip, like finishing the game or finishing the stream, sitting there playing something because I'm like, if, if I'm playing it, I might as well just be live, right? I'm an interesting guy. I'm a funny guy. I'm a fucking catch at the end of the day. But <laughs> I 
I'm genuinely struggling making data inputting fun to watch. I'm struggling with that side of it. So maybe it's just a case of, well, hang on, take a little step back, look at it from the bigger picture. Yes, carry on doing what you're doing, but maybe actually some of that data collection could be done off stream. Maybe, you know, play a couple of games off stream just just, just to get that, that bite. I was talking about it on stream the other night, like a, a new save. It's like somebody's casted the rod out into 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 the lake, right? And the bait's just sat there, and you're, you're nibbling at it, you're nibbling at it, and all I'm doing is I'm just waiting for that that big bite just to grab me, and I can fight with it, and I can go with it. At the moment, I'm just nibbling at it, and I think I've got no momentum, and I'm struggling with it a little bit. But I'm hoping that come maybe this time next week, or when the pod's out, I've, I've had good four three or four good streams on it it might be a little bit easier to get down i think i think you're right i think like part of the data collection and stuff like that as long as people could sort of as long as you can sort of demonstrate how you're doing it i don't think you need to do that stuff on stream you know but it's a I, journey though right well, this is the thing I'm well, struggling no, with. Is the yeah, yeah, but yes and no because like if you're if you're collecting data, essentially what you're trying to trying to do is identify potential targets or or identify potential strengths and weaknesses within your own team. Mm -hmm. So you can easily do that off stream and then go back and say, look, we've we've looked at this player X and we've decided that um, you know his his some of these statistics make him a potential target in the summer. You don't. I don't think you have to actually show your workings out that like every time i think if if you if people understand the method that you're working with then i don't think you need to necessarily do all the kind of the legwork on stream as long mm. as you explain your decisions whilst when you are on stream you don't need to like do all, you know do all the data collection and stuff like that on yeah I, I think you're right i do think you're right um like we've we've started the season now so maybe i'm over that hurdle i don't really need to worry about statistics just yet but i still gotta pick my team based on statistics so you know each game we've got to kind of look to see who played well last game who's been performed's been playing well due to the statistical side of it i just wonder whether it's bogging me down a little bit to be honest I don't want to start the pod off on a very sour note, and I'm not sat here going right. That's it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play that anymore. It's not. That's not the case. But it's just that I need to be open and honest about it. That yes, I'm finding it a lot easier to stream my daily lead safe. Is it because I'm enjoying it more? Maybe, but that's because I'm four years, five years down the line. Or is it the fact that it's a save that I've just switched on, hit go live, and I can sit back in my chair, call people silly names, and and, and play and play the game. Whereas when it's the Swindon save, it's like everything is just the gift that we've made with all the numbers. That's how I feel. I just feel like the screen is just chucking numbers at me and we're trying to retain this data. And obviously it's, you know, it's just, just not, not, not easy. Do, do you think having the, uh, the lead save alongside it and enjoying that so much is having a bit of a dampener on that money ball? I don't think so because I think, um, I picked up the lead save again when I bought my Surface Pro. Yeah, I, I I picked up the save after, um, after I had done some of the money ball, and I think it was the fact that I wanted to play Football Manager. 
because the first five, six streams or the first five parts of the Moneyball, I didn't feel like I was playing Football Manager. I felt like I was playing well, data collection. Do you know what I mean? And and I think, don't get me wrong, I think it, I knew it was going to be difficult and I knew it was going to be a big shock, but, you know, we're going in discussing this this the, the match engine today. And to be honest, if I hadn't have been playing my dirty lead save, I wouldn't have been able to contribute because I have played one uh, competitive game in the match engine on my Swindon save, if you know what I mean. So there's pros and cons to it. And I think like, I think it's just, let's get, let's get a few streams and, and let's, let's nut up, shut up and concentrate and get my head down and, and it'll be all right. But, um, you know, I need, I, I need to be able to stream it because we've got 48 hours soon, boys. <laughs> Well, hopefully you get that hunger back uh, for that save. Uh, Look at Kirti, me, Dave. I'm been... always fucking hungry, pal. I know. I know you are. <laughs> Kirti, what have you been up to this week? Uh, got promoted. Won the league. Easy. Um, so that was good. Won it, it cosy, really. Salford was second. Like <clears throat> I was looking at their squad because they, they didn't go up in the playoffs either. So I was like, well, they've, I know they've got some, a few decent players, but some of the money that some of those Salford players are on it, it's insane. Like they've got players worth sort of three hundred grand in their squad, like, and they're paying them sort of five grand a week. You just think you're in the conference. That is mental. <laughs> um, so I was there was a couple of their players that I was looking to potentially poach because we had quite a few of our first team. Uh, their contracts expired in the summer and I've, I kind of let them run because it, it it looked f from a fairly early point this season that we were going to go up so um, I didn't want to sort of uh, I didn't want to get to a point where I had renewed sort of conference level players but but I was going into League 2 so I let quite a lot of the the, the squad's contracts run down I think nine or ten of the first team squad left so we've had quite a big rebuild in the summer um i've got about i think i've got six lone players in this season and typically i don't like having too many lone players in but it's just the way the cookies crumbled really um so yeah it's been it's been quite fun rebuilding the squad and we've started okay in league two i think we've drawn two one two maybe so we're kind of in the uh, the sort of playoff position at the moment. It's still very early days, though. We're predicted very much to uh, to get relegated, so long way to go. But um, yeah, it's been good. I've 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 been really enjoying just playing the game. To be honest, like sort of as Dupe alluded to there, like I've not really done like I haven't done anything on YouTube for a bit, just because I've just been enjoying kicking on with the with the save and I've not really had sort of chance to sit down and record videos so yeah it's been it's been fun just playing the game have you considered doing like a a seasonal review or anything like that or no I can't be bothered can't be asked. no it's one of them ain't I think that's I think that's been the thing for for me as well like obviously just constantly doing like content or whatever or thinking every time I'm playing football manager right I'm going to have to make a video after three games it's just a little bit stop start yeah. almost kills a little bit of the fun out of the game and sort of this year I've just sort of cracked on with it and I'm enjoying the game a, a hell of a lot more well the way the way I see it like I I don't know like 
going back to YouTube. It was it, it, it is fun doing editing stuff, but I feel like on YouTube, I don't know. Whenever I loaded uploaded a video, I just lost a load of subscribers. So it was like, <laughs> why the fuck am I bothering like doing this? Yes, it's it is fun to, you know, I wanted to do the save. Yeah, but sod it, I'll just play it offline. And and like I've decided that this is this is the year. This is the year of the network save for me. So I've got obviously another one coming up with Herb. And uh, and uh, if anyone else fancies maybe a go later in the year, potentially. Oh, emoji. Um, Hello. So yeah, so I want I want to I just want to play with other people basically this year. Kinky. Um, so what you're saying, Curti, if anyone out there that's listening to the pod would would fancy a bit of a morale boost while playing the game, a bit of a confidence boost to get in touch with you and do a network save where they can smash you as well, yeah. Um, I mean. If that's what you heard. Yeah, that's pretty much what I heard, man. Okay. Perfect. Joe, what have you been doing on the FM world this week? Still cracking on with the PSV save. Um, not going to play too much this week. It's been, been quite busy uh, work-wise and had a few things behind the scenes going on. Um, I kind of posted about signing Tales Magno for PSV. I don't think we spoke about it on the pod last week, but... I had to watch a lot of his games to get him interested in coming to PSV. I signed him, and then he got injured for six to eight weeks in his first training session. Savage Rip. bit of FMing. <laughs> that was quite the pursuit. I saw that, those, that tweet that you put on about like exactly everything that you did to get him and all the games that you've been to. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, I, yeah, got got a, the initial offer was accepted. Kind of negotiate a contract with him. It's all agreed. And then he signed a new deal with Vasco. Obviously, I went straight back in thinking, look, hopefully they've just signed him up, to, maybe up to his um, minimum fee release clause, which they hadn't. Um, but they accepted it again, and he said that you know not interested at all. So then I was I was back over to Brazil, watching his games, and you know just kept talking about him in the press, getting getting the other Brazilians in my team to talk about him, and yeah, and then finally got my man, and uh, yeah, snapped his leg off. Did you get any of your team leaders to say anything in the press as well? Yeah, well, basically, you, you get them to talk up, don't you? Your top yeah. transfer target. And I always find if you've got someone of the same nationality, um, I tend to have more... I suppose it's a, a quicker impact um, is the way that I see it because it, he wasn't interested. And even when, I got the, when he decided to accept contract negotiations, literally the day before, he said he still wasn't interested. And I was like, I was quite shocked that it finally accepted it. I think it was three or four games I went to see and talked him up in the press, and then yeah, finally, finally got him over the line. Did you? Have I'm, to... ho- I'm hoping he's going to be good because I haven't actually used him yet. <laughs> Did you have to overpay on his wages or anything? Or... No, not particularly. He's not my highest earner, so because he's, he's still young, 18, 19, looks about forty, but he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's still a youngster. Um, but yeah, for Holland. You know he's he's on decent decent wedge. I think it's about thirty grand a week. Um, so he's up there with my highest earners. Bruma is my the highest earner, but he's an exception. He's like on fifty five grand. I think everyone everyone else is really kind of between ten and twenty. Um, but so he's coming on a fairly decent wage, but not you know not astronomical by by any stretch. Perfect, perfect. So um, obviously the Pentagon challenge. That's still a thing at the moment. Uh, if you missed the first update, that was up on YouTube last Monday. 
I said on that video, hoping to to do those weekly. So another one is um, ready for this coming Monday. Obviously, the release day of the pod, and that will be season two. Um, obviously, spoilers incoming. So I'll, if you wanted to skip this little part of the pod, feel free. But uh, still with Mies Hao in China, I managed to get promotion in that second season. So we're up now to the with the big boys in the Chinese Super League. Uh, a lot of money. Uh, the team I'm with at the moment were only founded in 2013. Um, I got given about £10 million transfer budget. Their reputa- reputation isn't great, so the sort of the amount of, well, the, the quality of players I can sign isn't fantastic, but um, it will definitely be an interesting season. Um, so it's still with them at the moment, but um, I think long term I may need to try and jump ship, obviously, to try and get that first Champions League sooner rather than later, because I don't think I'll, I'll win the Champions League with Mies Howe. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if I stay in China to try and win that first Champions League or, or wherever I go elsewhere. But still good fun at the moment. Um, I think, as I said in the, in the last pod, the seasons genuinely go quite quick because there's not a lot of competitions to fight for. You've only got the Chinese FA Cup and the league. Um, so it's a pretty straightforward season anyway. Um, but yeah, all good fun with that. Did you sign Penting? Penting, yeah, I signed him. Uh, that was uh, that was crazy. Um, what a spice. What a spice! Now I think I was, um, I think I was just looking in the Chinese um, youth teams really because I think similar similar situation to you. A lot of contracts were up, and I sort of just thought, you know, they're not going to be good enough for the Super League. I'll let them go. But then when all the contracts actually expired, I looked at my team. I thought, crap, I've got about ten players here. And obviously with the foreign player rules in China, you need you need the Chinese players. So I spent a bit of time looking at the Chinese under 18s and under 23s and whatnot. And I found him and I just saw, I had to look twice. You know, it was about midnight and I thought, am I, am I tired here? Or is he actually called Pengting? And for anyone of the older generation, Pengting means someone who is quite attractive. So yeah, man, he was actually a good player. So yeah, I signed him up. Jay Bag. Um, <laughs> did, uh, so when you were given 10 million, were you thinking, yes. European marquee player when you come <laughs> I don't know because to be fair the year before we got seven and a half million but because of our reputation there was just no one worth buying whatsoever um, so a, a lot of them are all the European players as soon as you get a bid accepted they're wanting like 50-60 grand plus regardless of, of quality really um, so a lot of them the, the market I'm in at the moment is Brazilians really Um as long as you can get them, I think two of my foreign players at the moment are Brazilian under-18s players who I got for cheap, um, on cheap wages as well, and they're really good players. So I think uh, I think Brazilian, South American is the, the way you go, to be honest, at the moment. Um, I, I, the Probably the best and most well-known player that's come up on my transfer list is Andres Pereira from United, but he's on like 60 grand at United anyway, so I can't imagine how much he'd, he'd want in China, so... But the quality of players, I think I was speaking to Joe about it the other day, the quality of players that are in the league at the moment, like um, Vinicius Junior plays for one of the teams, oh, uh, Ben Yedder's just been joining, and he, Ben Yedder's joining not one of the top teams, like he's joining a team like mid-table, so the quality of players in the league now at the moment is ridiculous, so I think um, I think the league, as I said, starts in like February, March, I'm in January at the moment during the transfer window, so it's going to be a, a busy month or so trying to get these these players in, I think. Anyway, moving on. Uh, obviously, we're going to be moving on to our, our main topic now. Uh, and before we'd, we before we'd have a chat about everyone's favourite love-hate relationship, and that's with the football manager's beloved match engine. So whether it be on social media, Discord, forums, uh, there's plenty of disgruntled players that are praying 
that there's going to be improvements and at the time of recording, Football Manager have just released an updated public beta with performance and optimi uh, optimization improvements uh, that do list some of the common pet peeves. So we're going to discuss it. Um, let, let's jump straight in um, and let's start, I think, with the with the biggie. 1v1s. <laughs> They're a I think thing. everyone... Yeah. Go well, on, Kirti. It's, um, it's interesting. I saw, I saw someone put... like, and, and it wasn't a big sample size by any stretch. But I saw someone put on Twitter the other day um, that, like, compared to sort of IRL, one-on-ones um, were being scored at half the rate of IRL, but you were seeing twice as many as there would yeah. be. Um, and I think, I think that's the issue, isn't it? I think that was the problem, really, that we were just seeing too many. I mean... You know, quite regularly you'd rack up eight or nine clear-cut chances in a match and maybe win one nil. Uh, so I I can understand why people were getting frustrated with it, but I don't know. My my the the way I was kind of looking at it is it kind of made for quite entertaining football. Yeah, it's frustrating because ultimately, as a manager, you want to create a tactic that that creates as many chances as possible, and you're not scoring those chances through no fault you know through no fault of your own really um but the way i kind of looked at it was there's always something right there's always something every year there's always something far post crosses narrow formations um you know there's always a weakness in the match engine free up top dope free up top yeah and I think the, fucking the way i kind of looked at it is uh, you know i've spent years getting angry with the game you know, the Curtis Smash is a thing for a reason. But certainly the last, probably the last year, I've kind of just like, just decided to to take w whatever comes on the chin. I'm going to play Football Manager. You know, a glitch in the game or, or a, a trend in the game is not going to stop me playing. Um, and I know that they've addressed it in the update. I haven't played the, the public beta version yet. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of positive noises from people. But I don't know. I just just chill out. Basically, is would be my uh, would be my assessment. Yeah. It's, it is properly annoying though, and <laughs> it takes a lot to kind of wind me up with FM. You know, I don't think I've ever beaten my desk up. I've definitely had you know the emotional fist pump, but it is frustrating and. Um, some of the feedback that I got on it, I'm just going to find it now because Raz said something that actually I thought is sums it up perfectly. Um, this is awkward because I now haven't got it in front of me. So he says on here, he says, um, the majority of goals being from long shots and crosses to the far post on the volley. It's a weird state of affairs when I'm more hopeful of a cross floating towards my wing back on the volley than I am of a striker with a free shot on goal. <laughs> and I think that's it when you're seeing that 1v1 it's the highlight I think that's kind of giving you that false hope because you just think are they going to score this are they going to score it and although you know it's, there's a little bit of fishing when you're on Twitter and like you'll, you'll post little gifts going oh yeah 1v1s are broken you know it, it's a bit of fun and a bit of digging but I can see why people get get the right up but I wondered obviously from I'm sure we can talk about it now from the capture event. Do you remember seeing one v ones being a problem? No, I didn't. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remember long that. shots being open. Yeah, long shots were unreal, weren't they? Do you remember Foxy just literally just going for it? And then, I could shoot on sight, I remember. Yeah, and he was just, just shooting yeah, from everywhere and it was going in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember one v ones being a problem, and so it's it's weird. Something must have changed. I know it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because they can only adjust certain things, and obviously every every adjustment makes an adjustment to something else. Yeah, every 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 adjustment to something that's op will nerf something else, and it's I don't know, like I. I'm no programmer, so I, what you know what I'm saying might be way nice. off the mark. But it feels like you know I've never worked in development, um, <laughs> so you know I could be completely wrong here. But ultimately, how it looks f- from an outsider's point of view is that the match engine is this big black box, and stuff is constantly being added to it, and like it's bulging at the seams at this point. You know, you, they've almost had to build an extension to put, like, you know, they're, putting, they're sort of creating new roles to go in the game and all this kind of stuff, and and having to hard code this in and hard code that in, and then this breaks this and this breaks that, and it just feels like it, we're we're almost getting to a point now, and I, it, it's it won't be cost effective for them to do it, but it gets feels like it's getting to a point now where like you almost need to sort of start taking stuff out and putting it back together a bit a bit tidier efficiently yeah um so like i say I, I could be way off the mark with that ultimately i've i've never seen the code for the game and I, even if i had i wouldn't fucking understand it anyway but i don't know it just there there was obviously a framework and they're constantly adding stuff to this framework and maybe uh maybe it needs a bit of review so you haven't having played i've probably played four or five games now on this public beta, I couldn't tell you if, and other than watching a full game, I haven't seen highlights of one v ones. Now, I've kind of I wrote this a little bit further along, but in my mind, I'm going, well, hang on, it's not a problem because I haven't seen it. But is it still there? Would you have to watch a full match to see if you if your striker's still missing one v ones? Because I, I've said it quite a lot on Twitter that I think it's the it's problems with how the defenders cope rather than the striker being given. You know, they've had to kind of restrict the 1v1 conversion because defenders can't defend properly, if you get what I mean. And I'm just now thinking, you know, how did that, how would they fix it? And obviously, you know, say they, they, we've, we've met the guys at work there. They want this game to be perfect. Oh, they have no idea how they would change it. But now it's kind of, if you don't see the highlight, does it really happen? <laughs> The tree falls in the woods. Um, well, it's a, it's a bit like, do you remember last year with crosses and hitting the first defender? Like, if you watched the game on Comprehensive, you'd go insane watching the amount of crosses or, you know, opportunities for crosses that would just hit the first defender. So if you switched to Extended, it made it a lot better. Same, similar with, uh, with like, the odd striker who just, I remember having on FM18, having uh, Maxi Romero, and he was offside about three times as much as anyone else in the league. So I just couldn't watch it on comprehensive because it would just drive me up the wall. I think with the with the one v ones, obviously playing probably more FM in the last week or so than I have in a long time. 
Um, I, I, as you'd expect in the first division of China, you're not going to have the most prolific uh, goal scorers in front of goal. One v one plays up front for your team, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was uh, when I had Dong De He. Uh, obviously, he was actually favourite to finish top goal scorer in the league, and he'd, he'd have a spell of about three or four games where nothing. He could not hit a barn door, and then there was one game straight after he'd score four goals in a game. Um, but like it was getting to a point, especially. Um, Obviously, you'll see on the video update, towards the end of the season, it was really tight. Like, I had a, a spell of games against the top teams. Basically, if I wanted to get promoted, I had to beat these teams. So, it was getting to a point where the 1v1s were happening. And when we were putting them away, I was doing, like, knee slides across the room. Because you don't think they're going to go in. Um, and then you've got someone with eight finishing, curling it round the keeper from, like, a, a tight angle. Um it, yeah, it is frustrating. I can understand it, especially if you're in the top leagues when you've got these strikers that you're paying 100 grand with 18 finishing and they're not putting these sort of chances away. One one thing I was finding, so it'd be interesting to see how my tactic copes with the update because um, I create a lot of chances through those balls over the top. I don't play with a high press or anything like that. I defend quite deep. Um, so naturally teams come out and leave a lot of space in behind. So it, I was kind of set up almost to exploit the game, if you like, with those long balls over the top. Um, obviously it was balanced by the fact that my strikers never scored 1v1s. But my my strikers, like, constantly, there's like I, I always have like two or three strikers. Constantly there's at least two of them who are on like nine game dry spells because they're just not scoring. Um so it'll be interesting to see how the changes affect uh, how the changes affect my tactic. Two things: Did your striker finish on a good goal tally? Because mine finished on like thirty. My top score in my first season. So uh, when I uh, in my first season, I was playing a bit of a higher press. Um, so he got, I think he got twenty nine goals. But last season, my top scorer was on seventeen from like forty five mm. games. So a little bit, yeah, a little bit low. Because I know a lot of people that I've kind of seen with the one v one thing, and it's like the strikers are still scoring 30, 30 a season. That's not a bad return, is it? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm playing in the conference, but I, you know, it's, it's relative, isn't it? But, um, but uh, the second part, mate, you're going to need to change tactic because I do. My tactic with PSV was the same: lower line, lower defensive line, lower line of engagement. Um, it was terrible. I've tested it with PSV on the public beta, couldn't score, and. Test it with Man United, couldn't score. <laughs> so I've had to go back to a, an older tactic I had. And uh, it, we're going off topic from match engine com- complaints, but patterns of play, I've seen more of them in the public beta already. Whereas when you're playing a ball to like a wide man, they would just run up the wing and then they'd wait for the defender to catch up and then they'd cross into the defender. Now you're kind of seeing more kind of triangle passing between a wide man and your centre midfielder so it's you might have to create a new tactic but I think you'd enjoy it so, well, I mean so okay well, we're digressing slightly but fuck it it's our pod we can do what we want um, <laughs> so I I was set up with three at the back two wing backs and my wing backs were often like my creative players like they were they were the ones getting the key passes getting the assists um, my libero also had a lot of key passes chances created and all that my sort of two midfielders were quite industrious, and I th- I did that on purpose because I was often bypassing the midfield, so they weren't really required in terms of creating play. They were more there, to sort of to add defensive sol- solidarity. Um, but 
where I was struggling was with uh, my. I was trying to play like a number ten, and he just often, so often, can't get in the game. Like every now and again, he'll have a worldie, but so often he can't get in the game. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe with the update we can start building play around him a little bit more. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so are you, we're going to have to say rip to Soul Shotten. Uh, no, I love Soul Shotten, and he is my favourite player on the game so far this year. <laughs> love that guy. I'm going to quickly, sorry, quickly skip forward to um, something that we'd put in the, well, we were going to talk about, um, but bring it forward now. Uh, do you think highlights are actually the problem? So if we were seeing less of these 1v1s when we were, uh, when we were watching uh, and less of these offsides, do you think uh, you'd be less wound up? Joe's looking at me like we've quickly discussed this already and I'm scared. <laughs> sort of. Kind of. Kind of. We covered that. I said, if, if you don't see it, does it really happen? But I think so. I mean, most people know Ant Mac and Cheese on Twitter. I think he's disappeared for a little bit, but he was playing the game on commentary only with 3D goal highlights. So he wasn't seeing any of these kind of match engine flaws, so to speak. And he's probably the one person that's tweeted more about Football Manager without complaining about the match engine. And he will complain if he wants to complain. But he's actually, you know, he's smashed through some seasons, seems to be loving the game. But he's done it that way because he doesn't want to see, you know, what everybody else is moaning about. And he will quite often say, don't see it because I just play on commentary only. So it is a thing. If you don't see the highlights, you know, like you were saying with Maxi Romero being offside, Curti, if you don't see it, you don't get pissed off by it. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, move on now, uh, sort of on the, the topic of 1v1s, but slightly different. It's that square pass. When you're 2v1 in front of the goalkeeper and you've got a player next to you in, in such a much better position and your player decides to shoot at a stupid angle. Um, Dupe, I'm sure most people have experienced this. Probably happens at least once a game. Um, someone even on Twitter, at Henry Ebden, even suggested maybe adding a player trait. You know, you do see it in real life where they don't pass the ball, but do you think that could be something that could be a fix? Shoot less often. they got to shoot less yeah. often. But it doesn't... I can't that... remember as well. I think there's one that says looks to looks to pass rather than shoot. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind I of added it in that, there because I thought it's a good one, yeah. I just think that... Um, I mean, I always play with my attacking players on shoot less often because I feel that, to me, and this is only to me, and this could be completely not how it's interpreted in the match engine, but to me... Um, if a player is in a position and they've got a 20% chance of scoring and there's a player to their right, and if you pass it to that player, they've got a 50% chance of scoring, they're going to pass it to that player. That's the way I interpret it, right? To me. And like I said, it might not be completely might be completely wrong. However, it does seem that this year, that is not even a thing. That's not even... These strikers are, are shooting all the time. Now... Something I have said, and I don't think... I can't remember if we discussed it on the pod last week or whether we've just discussed it in our chats. But again, this may be completely irrelevant, but I was talking about goal bonuses. And I was talking about if you got a striker and if you didn't pay him any goal bonuses, 
would he be more likely to pass it across? If you paid him assist <laughs> bonus would, and not a goal bonus, would that Surely. striker be more likely to assist and pass across? Again, completely irrelevant, and it might not even factor into anything, but it's just a thought. And I would be intrigued to know whether, even if that was a thing. Sounds like a YouTube experiment to me. It does. <laughs> and, and, and and that is possible. So if anyone would like to do that and let me know. I, I, more I mean, time than us, yeah, feel free. I really <laughs> will not fucking watch it because experiments are dull as fuck, but I will definitely look that at the, the end page, right? It's, I will say, oh, sorry, I was just going to say that that square pass that we're talking about, it, if anyone's wondering, I'm pretty sure we've described it well enough, but it's that one on FIFA where if someone does that to you, you're sending Dave a crying voice message. <laughs> I hope your mum gets sexually abused. My mum probably. Uh, that was also what was said. We've all been there. Dave, look, I do apologise. I didn't mean to send you that message. Right? I was just angry. <laughs> yeah. And your mother's fine. It does feel like another thing. Like, cause oh yeah. I feel like you see, you see it quite often, don't you? You see it relatively often in a game. And like they, I, I've seen them square the ball a couple of times this year, and it always surprises me when it happens. Um, but. Because you, I think, because you see those kind of situations where a player could square the ball quite often, it's an, it's probably another highlight that they would have to kind of cut back on. Um, I, f I think as well, strikers are just selfish. You know that is a thing. And how many times have you watched a, a real life football game where you'll see that person who's the square pass, like throwing his arms up in the air and having a go because he's open. Everyone on TV can see he's open. The striker is just selfish. Harry Kane in you the know. World Cup, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, you know. Eyes emoji. You should have but dribbled it to him. It's one of those things, you know, again, it's annoying when you're playing the game. It is very, very annoying. But again, how many games do you watch in one session of Football Manager? So you're seeing it a lot faster than you would see it, say, watching the team you supported every week. Okay, but so go again, back. I think it's that highlight thing, yeah. Go go back to, um, to that. Uh, and go back to the, what I was saying. If do you reckon if you were to pay that striker money for an assist, would it stop him shooting? IRL or or, or in game? Is there any yeah. striker that would not want to score? Try and score though. Money though, right? IRL, it'll probably happen. Who, yeah, but who's your agent if you're getting an assist bonus as a striker? Mina Rahola. Um, no, but do you just think that like it's it's only because we see a lot of them? You know, there's lots of high. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking the piss, Dave. As you were. <laughs> you know, Ancelotti's left Napoli. <laughs> uh... I love the inside jokes. Inside, inside. Right, let's move on. Um, this one I've seen actually mentioned today as well. Uh, and it was sort of similar last year. Gagan Press is it still OP? Do you reckon? I saw. No. Uh, I saw. Uh, I think was it Rec did an experiment. Yeah. Um, and he just basically set it as standard Gagan press on balanced, and pretty much pissed the league with Newcastle. I think. But Raz and I had done exactly the same thing, and both of us didn't get it to work. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I like so many people play that kind of style. Um, because it's it's an attractive way of playing in real life, right? And people want to play or tr would want to play football manager how they would want to set up a team in real life. So, I, 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 you know, people use it a lot 
I'm not convinced it's OP. Um, but again, that's with very little evidence. I the, my turn of form in my last season uh, for promotion, not necessarily full Gagan press, but I ended up going with quite a high pressing tactic, and that's what ultimately, in my opinion, got me promoted. So I think there is some. I mean, my team was good anyway. It's not like I was bottom of the league and it shot me up. Um, but I think there is. It is a, it's an effective way to play the game still this season. Maybe not necessarily overpowered or maybe not an exploit. But I still, I think with the right uh, setup, I think it's still an effective way to play the game. In every game you play, there's cheat codes. There's ways that you can manipulate the game to play it in your favour. You can do cheat codes playing GTA. You can use the in-game editor, Dave. Um, you can set and reload. There's ways that you can you can manipulate this game. I haven't done any corner tactics this year. I've not done any set piece tactics because there's been talk that previous games that maybe that's a little bit OP. So I'm just not going to open myself up to it. I'm not playing um, free up top and I've never played free up top because apparently that's been OP. So, you know, I think if, if you don't want to indulge in that, then, you know, why, why moan about it? Just a shout out to the uh, set pieces there. Everyone loves to see a, a famous footballer tweeting about football manager. And today, Danny Gabadon tweeted, does anyone does anyone feel that if you just leave um, attacking set pieces kind of default, you see bet you see more conversions? Up the Danny Gabadon plan. <laughs> I never liked him. I think he did a, I mean, this is, again is off topic. Wasn't he on the Magic Sponge for a pod? Is, he, is it Magic Sponge? I've heard him on a pod before and he was hilarious and then ever since then I liked him. Sure. I like him even more now. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Lovely guy indeed. Um, let's move on quickly. Um, I think Loki Doki suggested this one. Uh, unit Collision. It's got a copyright as well by Loki. It's the type of thing you would do. Um, I just really liked, I really liked how he, how he referenced it. There's a few people that said it. But like unit collision just sounds physicality and some yeah a bit more in the match engine. I think I, I suppose you know it's a contact sport, isn't it? And you don't really see that much on, on Football Manager. The shoulder barges, they're getting involved, and I think I've never possibly... noticed it. To really, yeah. I, like, it was just one of those things that when he said it, I was like, do you know what? I don't actually re- remember ever seeing a yeah. player push a player over, or you know, you just kind of see him on the floor don't you and the red card coming out you see you see that one sometimes where two players are running for the ball and then one of them just randomly stops i assume that's kind of meant to replicate it just it doesn't show it very well though does it it doesn't yeah the 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 sort of graphical representation of it is is pretty poor but you still get um you still get because wasn't there meant to be like anti-collision as well but you still get players like running through players don't you and yeah um, I will say a positive in the match. I love the um, like last ditch take take one for the team challenges that you see quite a lot. Oh yeah, like in this year they're oh. they're brilliant. You know the last man, he just gives him a little nudge. No, we'll we'll stop that breakaway happening there. Thank you very much. I think having quick defenders is really is really useful. Like I'll refer back to Sal Shot on my libero. But like often he so as a libero on attack he'll often step up out of defence. So if we ever do get caught with a ball, sort of in the in the channel or or over the top, he'll so often get back and make that last ditch block. Um, 
So yeah, quick defenders. Different game. I've been scared. I've been scared to sign slower defenders recently. I've been looking at like the attributes of certain defenders and thinking eight or nine pace and acceleration. It could do a job, but it, is it worth the risk? And especially, I think with the way um, you know, sometimes in those those lower leagues, you know, they're crap players, but they've got a little bit of pace. Um, so I'm always worried that I'm going to get done with that, especially when I'm going to be carrying on playing like a high pressing tactic. I, I was a bit worried about signing someone with a lower pace. So I'm glad you've you've mentioned that. To be fair, me always bringing reference to the pod and and making it relevant. Um, talking of slow defenders, how's Connor Cody, Dave? Oh, here we go again. Let's move on, Curtie. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, like, if you're playing a high press, you you don't want to be signing slow defenders. Yeah, playing a exactly. lo- nice low low block, get a couple mm. of lumps in there, six pace, six acceleration. But if, you, if their anticipation's there, then it's gold. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, I'm conscious of time, so we'll quickly rattle through a few more throw-ins. Um, <laughs> Again, that's one with highlights and I've got back post crosses as well. Anyone? It's still a thing, isn't it? That back post that back post cross. I haven't on this public beta, I've not seen it yet. But you, you tend to see it and I know we've got throw ins written down, but you'll see where they'll take like a quick throw in, it'll go to the player who's standing there, pass it back, and then whoever's taking the throw in just like whips this killer ball in that corridor of uncertainty and then there's just someone waiting at the back post to just drill it in. Um, and it's, again, it's one of those, it's a highlight that you recognise and you know it's going to it's going to be an attempt or it's going to be a goal. And, you know, you don't tend to see it too much yourself. It's normally against you. Can I, can I, can I mention one? It's not on the list, but Go on. that one where your player sprints to keep the ball in play just about keeps it in play, runs off the pitch. Lo and behold, <laughs> their striker is two yards away, nicks the ball off him. He's he's in on goal. Luckily, one on ones aren't a thing, so you often get away with it this <laughs> yet. Year. But like, yeah. oh my god, that is so frustrating. And like, and I, and I know there's the whole sort of paradox of you're playing, how, you know, ten games in an evening, so you're going to see it more often because of that. But oh my god, surely it happens too often. Yeah, I've had that once or twice as well. Um, let's finish off with this one. Uh, striker movement. Um, not doesn't seem to be much of a difference between the roles uh, and anticipation or decision making to run into the space. Obviously, slippy defender doesn't quite seem to be there. Yeah, it's it's one of them. It's, this is a couple of years in the making, I think. Oh. That you just this doesn't seem to be. You've got lots of different player roles, duties, but you don't seem to see a lot of difference in how they perform. And whether you know that that might be a personal thing, but I've certainly seen a lot of people kind of complaining that you know what do you go for as a striker, and you know do you pair them because you know a lot of people playing two up top seems to work very well. I've seen lots of kind of these overpowered tactics where you're playing double pressing forwards, double Mazalas, you know, and all these kind of symmetrical systems that seem to you know, take advantage of the match engine rather than exploit it because I think that's kind of a fairer way to say it. But I've tried it, complete forwards, advanced forwards, deep line forwards. You try and get them involved in the game and then you, you kind of see where they're collecting the ball, their touches on the ball and they tend to, the striker seems to be like from a throw-in. You know, they'll go and they'll be they'll get a touch and you look at your, 
you kind of your analysis and they're they're picking they're getting the balls in the channels but from set plays rather than you know drop you know maybe dropping into that 10 spot you know a give and go and then they're they're you know they're ready to have a ball slipped into them so they they've got a chance on goal but i say i've i've stuck to playing an advanced forward and the opportunities it's created in the, the match engine that we've been using is one-on-ones very rarely do a do you see anything other than it being a one v one opportunity? I uh, I Ricky Miller. I, I signed Ricky Miller early doors for Aldershot, and uh, one of his player traits was come comes deep to get ball. I'm like, when? When does he do that? Because he definitely doesn't fucking do that on my save. Like even playing him as a like a pressing forward on support or defend, Geezer just does not drop deep. He's always on the last shoulder. It's like. Well, yeah, you're right. I like sometimes with some of those roles, like the advanced forward and stuff. You know that you expect them to run the channels and maybe pull wide where there's space for them to pull wide and try and pull defenders out of place. But it happens with pretty much every other role as well. Um, so yeah, a bit more variation in the forward roles definitely would be uh, would be useful. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I think we spoke about it long enough. Um, I mean, we could probably speak about it. Sorry, Joe, go on before I finish off. No, no. All I was going to say is that, you know, we talk about this match engine and we talk about things yeah. that are frustrating and people, you know, we all know people get the hump with it. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, they're entitled to have their opinion. But we have to say, you know, we've, we've all had the privilege of speaking to people from Football Manager. I'm not going to say going, sorry, dude. Um, we do know everybody that we've ever spoken to wants to make the game the best as possible, but f- just saying fix it doesn't help them. So when they do ask for feedback on the forums and they ask for PKM files, it's not because they want you to do their job for them. It's because it's more examples of things that need fixing. And the more that you can help, the quicker they can release hot fixes. They can update the public beta and stuff like that. You know, and, and we've all spoken to them and we all know that, you know, we we've sat there and we, we spoke to Miles and he you know, he picks up on things that he wants changed. You know, so it's kind of everybody from top to bottom wants that game to be the best it can be. It's you're absolutely well in your right as a as a consumer, as a fan, to kind of voice your disappointment. But all I would say is if you if you have the time to help and you know, I I, I speak to Catanacho quite a lot on, on Twitter and he is a massive moaner. You know, I've muted him, but we still talk via DMs. And but he reports everything. He'll moan on Twitter, but he reports everything on there to try and help, you know, them develop the game. Because like we say, we've all we've all got things to moan about, but we all still play the game. So if you can just do that little bit of help, you know, hopefully we'll get we'll get something that we really enjoy playing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, agreed. So yeah, big thanks to everyone that gave uh, their suggestions to Joe on Twitter as well. As I said, we could speak about this for another, you know, hour if we really wanted to. And I'm sure uh, in the near future we'll have another discussion about the the match engine. I'm sure we we well we always touch on it on the on the pods anyway. So. Yep, big thanks for your, for your suggestions and input. But now we're going to move on to Curtis quiz. Right. So, uh, Doop, thank you for doing the uh, the best quiz of twenty twenty last week. You want me to do it again this week? Uh, yeah, if you've got anything. No. Um, yeah. I, Vice captains. I, <laughs> no, I, you're not I, far I, off. <laughs> you're not I, far I, off. I'm worried. I do so, have a quiz. Um, 
number 10s number 10 is my favorite position probably so, uh, i prefer uh, reverse cowgirl we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go round and you're gonna number know. 10 downing street using that's what right well you can start then jay so uh Fuck yeah off. so gonna go round number 10s uh premier league team you just got to tell me who who the number 10 is <laughs> easy easy uh, so we'll start with uh, we'll start with Joe then. Number ten for Bournemouth. Oh, did I even have a number ten? Well, that's another that's another aspect that uh, you might need to take into account because not every team has a number ten. I'm going to say they don't have a number ten. Uh, it's Jordan Ebe. I, I was right then <laughs> because he's just been transferred out of the club has he? yeah has he actually? take it to VAR mate Hold on. he hasn't I mean, I'm literally winding up oh, right. <laughs> he's just the Bournemouth lad of, that works for me he's like he's nowhere okay. hang on hang on okay he's a winger right? So are you talking what shirt number they squad play or the fact they number. play? Yeah, they're squad I thought you meant it's not they, just who, they I, who the... I decided the number 10. <laughs> no, I thought you meant they play in the role of number 10. Okay, then I kind of understand that. That is the perspective of the quiz. Uh, yeah, Duke. well, now I'm on board. No, I, I'm not that on board. Deep Arsenal. Oh, um, Ozil. Correct. Eddie and Ketcher. Dave. Go on. Burnley. Can we steal? Oh. No. Is it? Uh. Um. Can we guess if he yeah. gets it wrong? Yeah. It's not Chris Wood. I'm saying who it's not. I know, but I'm trying to like process of elimination here. I don't think I don't think Ashley Barnes is number it's 10. It's not been me. Yeah, if he gets uh. it wrong, I'll open it up. I mean, you didn't give us uh, Rodriguez. No, no. Who? Ashley Barnes. Ashley Barnes. Yeah. Is, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought I, I ruled him out. I thought he had a, like a stupid squad number. He oh, does. That's, that's you written off Razzie's Christmas shit box. Yeah. Sorry, Raz. Joe. Aston Villa. Grealish. Oh, that's Correct. easy. Tapping. Tapping tap for him there. Uh, Dupe. Willian. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea? Is it Chelsea? Dude. Um, Crystal Palace. <laughs> well, I can tell you it's not Willian. <laughs> Crystal Palace. Is that... See, I want to say Zaha, but I think he's 11. So if it's not Zaha... Mm-hmm. And Josh Townsend? Correct. I think I remember from the goal when he scored that bang against City. Mm. Uh, Dave Everton. Gilfie? Mm. I'll just say Gilfie. Gilfie is correct. Oh, get in. Joe. Brigton. Well, uh, I know this. He played for Villarreal. Um, Andoni. Yeah. One of my... Uh, Andoni? Is he still yeah. there? One of my FM, like, 
Nemesis. Bays. Uh, where are we? Uh, Dupe Lester. Oh, could this be a bit of an obvious one? Yeah. I mean, are we all thinking the same? Danny Drinkwater. I don't know. We all we all googling here. Oh, look at this. What? My face. Look, I'm staring at the camera. How can I be googling? Yeah, um, screen in front of you. Vardy's <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely nine. He's not ten, is he? Is it? Could be Madison. Madison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave. Gil. Wolves. Man City. Oh, this is an obvious one. Oh, do they have one? Aguero's nine, isn't he? Oh, isn't he? Uh, Don't it's hazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they don't have one. Boop. So it's wrong then. It is wrong. Aguero. Aguero is definitely. Oh, Aguero's nine. Uh, was Jesus nine? And Jesus is nine. Oh, for. Joe, United. Well, closet United fan. <laughs> Man like Marcus Rashford. Mm. Eric Cantona, I don't mean. Yeah. Dupe, Newcastle. Oh, um, the guy with the Gucci headband. Um, Saint Maximin. Mm-hmm. You see, oh, by the way, can we just take a pause? Did you see his tweet? No. This yeah, fat ginger lad, this, this fat class, pale yeah. ginger lad tweeted him saying... Uh, with a picture of him and and um, and him saying, "Oh, apparently I look like you," and he went, he went, "Yeah, mate, I'm, it's crazy. I can't even compare. I, I can't even tell which is which." <laughs> it was uh, good. Dave Liverpool. I'm crap at these. I am. Um, I'll go for me now. No, 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 no. He's oh, not. He's not. Oh, right, so. he said it. <laughs> he said it. I've said it. Yeah, go on. Have another guess. I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Marnie. Marnie? Marnie. Who gives a winger the number 10? Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Sheffield United. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's a tough one, Joe. I'm just trying to think back for Friday. Night FM. Ooh. Oh, this um, Billy Sharp. Yeah, good guess. Uh, dupe. Wolves. <laughs> hmm. See, I only know really good teams. So you'd like to ask me West Brom or Villa, I'd have known. Um, sorry, Dave. I mean, it's the only time this season we're going to beat you, mate. Can I guess, Dave? <laughs> if he gets it wrong. I I genuinely try to think. I don't really know who... Um... Who's that? That's Neto's. Dave can't answer, because I know who it is. Do you know who it is? I don't know. Um, I don't think I know. I'm... I know it's not Jimenez because he wears nine. So I'm thinking it's a striker. That, I think that Neto guy wore seven last night, Dave. Yeah, that's correct. Dory, that's next week's quiz. Don't give me the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, oh, it's not um. What's his uh, What's his name? The Italian geezer. Oh, the fucking FM Wonder Kit. Oh, I can't think of his fucking name now. It's just completely gone. Oh, go on, Joe. Tell me. They haven't got one. Oh. It was Catrone. It was Catrone. I was going to say, as your, brother, as your brother with his shirt. Yeah. But he's just left. Oh, is he just... Has he left? Yeah. yeah he's gone Where to? Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Oh, okay. He scored, didn't he? The other day. Yeah, on his debut, yeah. Well, it's first start, yeah. Uh, <sighs> you like Catrone, didn't you, Katie? Yeah, big fan. Uh, Dave, <laughs> West Ham. Felipe Anderson? No. Lanzini. Oh, for fuck. Uh, uh, what number is he? Seven. teams for one more round. So, Joe, Southampton. I do know this one because he was fantastic for me in Football Manager. Shay Adams. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. <laughs> I think that's Joe one, though, isn't it? No one can beat him, now. Nope. Danny, oh, fuck. He's done it again. Give me the answers. Duke, uh, mm. what teams have I done? Norwich. I mean, you could have made it interesting. Give me an easy team and then me and Joe could have had a fucking tie break. You were going to say Danny Welbeck as well from Watford, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I was about to yeah. say Danny Welbeck. Um, I have no idea. Todd Cadwell. Cantwell, whatever his name is. Pookie, no, I don't know. No, it's Moritz Leitner. Oh, yeah, I him. I get that. He sounds like Cider. And the only team left is... Uh, I'll give Dave an easy one. Dave Tottenham. Ericsson. Oh, oh, fucking hell. Sake. Harry Kane. Seriously. See, I keep thinking these are number nines. Like, oh, shit. My quiz was better I've got here. Should we do that one instead? Nah, uh, I like that. That was a shit, uh, What's the tie break? Do you want to give the answer away for that? <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> you don't need a tie break because you haven't done one. Uh, so, Dave, third on one point. Bit embarrassing, that. Uh, Dupe, second on four. And I will say one thing the ones that you've cocked up, the ones I got wrong were the ones after you cocked up. So, I would have won that. Mm. Steward's inquiry. Uh, Dupe on four, Joe on five. You can have the window. Oh, what? If it's a, a window, I'm going to look it. Mm. Well done. Great you can, quiz, you can, have that, you can have that for your giveaway, dude. Can I just say, um, can I just say something, gents? Because we're just about to round up. Um, if you are, it's going to be Monday. This comes out. If you are listening, uh, the next podcast that we do is going to be recorded live on Twitch.tv forward slash dupe. All in part of my 48-hour live stream, where Mr. Friday Night FM's coming down. Mr. Dave has a party is coming down and Kurt E-Dog is coming across as well. So um, feel free to join us over there. Round, it is Friday night we're doing it, right? Friday yeah. night. Friday night with Friday nine-ish. Night FM. About nine-ish at Twitch. It'll still be out. It'll still be out on Monday. It will be out on Monday, absolutely. But, but you'll see behind the scenes. Of course. And you'll see how, many times, see how many times you have to edit because I say silly words. Correct. Like that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Can you edit that, please, Dave? I will. I will not edit that. So, yeah. Anyway, that brings episode 126 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the five-star pod Twitter account, and the WeStreamFM Discord server 
in the podcast description or by visiting WeStreamFM.com where you will find all the latest FM20 content and more. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening and there will be more from us next week. Say, 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 say goodbye, folks. Nearly got all the way without See you later.